Here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. What is going on? Welcome to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold. This is Steffi Smalls. We are here to preview the NFL Week 14 betting slate. Time to lock in some winners. Steph, you ready to roll? I am. Interesting week in the NFL coming up. It looks predictable, which means we're going to have a lot of fun this week. Favorites went 13 and 1 last week, which means we should see some nice upset specials this week, something we will talk about a little bit later. I am ready to roll. Let's start off with Thursday night football. First up, we have the Raiders at the Los Angeles Rams. Raiders favored by six. The total is sitting at 44 at DraftKings right now. What do you think about this line? Raiders coming off of two, well, three straight wins, two of them being overtime wins. The Rams kept it feisty, kept it close against the Seahawks last week. They signed Baker Mayfield. He is not going to play on Thursday Night Football. I would be very surprised if he does. If he does, changes the handicap a little bit here. What's your initial read on this game? Yeah, I like, it's the Raiders for me here. I like this last minute playoff push. It seems like this team is really getting going since uh, Derek Carr started crying in that presser a couple weeks back. I think the Raiders come in and they they do end up sweeping the Rams here. But I, I like the Rams plus six. I think that they can still keep it close, stay a little bit feisty, but they're going to continue to come up short. Their season is done. Uh, the, Ram- the Rams almost beat Seattle, who has been a very respectable team this season. They lost to Geno Smith in that game-winning drive in the final seconds of the game. So, um, again, I also don't know if Baker was in, if it would change my personal handicap, because I think Baker sucks. So I I think that the, Ra- the Rams cover this six, but the Raiders absolutely blow it off. All right, so 73% of the bets and 91% of the money is on the Raiders. This line opened at minus four. It is currently minus six. For my taste, it has gone a little through the roof. I think that it's a little too pricey to pay six on the Raiders, despite the fact that I agree with you that I think the Raiders will end up winning this game. So, therefore, I have to be on the Rams at plus six. You can wait. I think this line is only going to get higher. I don't think it's going to get lower. So, maybe wait for a six and a half. I doubt you're going to see a seven. But I'd be comfortable at six. For what it's worth, uh, the two lines that I have on this game, I have it between three and three and a half. That's what my power rankings say. So I do think that there's value on the Rams here. However, I do have a better, quote-unquote, best bet for Thursday Night Football, which you can still get everywhere. I have already bet it. That is the over of 44 and the over 21 first half. I do think there will be scoring in this game. The Raiders should be able to put up points against this Ram defense. That is still dealing with some issues you saw. Even Seattle, they didn't play their best last week. They still were able to put up 27 against this defense. And the Rams, I don't care who's a quarterback. They were a little feisty last week, and we know this Raiders defense absolutely stinks. I think 44 is way too low of a number for this game. And I think the nice thing is they did, like we had this random resurgence of Cam Akers that came out of kind of nowhere, and that helped them significantly last week. So I think that that continues because that's where they're going to be able to find a little bit more success. Some last-minute points on Thursday Night Football. Uh, the Derek Carr on a night game, night, nighttime, primetime game, one and six straight up on the road. So something to look for there. And then Sean McVay on short rest, nine and six straight up against the spread, straight up and against the spread. 
So therefore, I think that there is probably a little value in betting on the Rams. But again, my favorite bet, over 44 and over 21 first half on Thursday Night Football. All right, Steph, let's get to where we're thinking about our early best bets of the week for NFL Week 14. I'll let you start us off. What are you kind of leaning for for your favorite bet of the week thus far? Okay. So I have three that jumped out at me immediately when I looked. You can no longer get this number. It's funny. Every week now I say that I don't bet on my team. This season has caused me to bet on my team. I like the New York Giants plus six. I believe it's a plus seven now. Also looking at that Miami Chargers game, I like the over in that game. at I think I got it at 52. And then Baltimore plus two and a half. Uh, I think that people are forgetting that Huntley is one of the best backups in the league, if not the best backup in the league. And I think that he'll have no no trouble keeping this game close. All right. So let's go through all of those games because my early best bet, the number one on my board right now, is the New York Giants at plus seven. So we're in agreement there. Why don't you explain a little bit why, from your perspective as a fan of the New York Giants, why you think this could be a good matchup and they can cover the touchdown at home? Yeah. It's interesting that this opened under a touchdown, actually. Philly's lost the last two years at MetLife. It's funny. Last year, I was also at Ford Field watching this game on my phone. I will be doing that as well this year. Um, Eagles are 1-4 and four against the spread on the road. I think the Eagles win. I think this could be an upset of the week. Don't, don't get me wrong. I think the Eagles win, but I think the Giants have continued to show that their defense is better than maybe it looks on paper. They stay in these games. Um, and the Eagles have shown flaws. We've talked about this, I mean, now for at least four weeks. They they continue to show that they have some weaknesses. I think that they can get Saquon Barkley going in this game. Um, they, they, have, they won't struggle as badly as everyone's expecting. I mean, I like it based on the fact that I, I'm there are two teams that I'm actively looking to fade the rest of the season. They're both of top the NFC. It's the Philadelphia Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings for very different reasons. The Eagles is because they have a limited playbook. Jalen Hurts has been absolutely phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But that defense, you can run the ball on them, which is better as you get later in the season and there's more injuries. And with the limited playbook, as soon as people start having enough tape on what they want to do, look, A.J. Brown's still going to be phenomenal. They're still going to be able to run the ball. I'm just saying you can hold them from these 30-point games like they had last week against Tennessee, a team that was not ready. And you can hold them to 21, 24 points, hold them in the second half, and keep these games close, especially when they become a favorite of seven points on the road against a divisional foe who is also has a winning record. They're 7-4-1 this season. The Giants are not a walkover. Brian mm-hmm. Dable will have his team ready. They'll have a good plan for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the seven's too high. I think it's going to come down. So I would bet the seven now. I think it'll end at six and a half or six. Go bet the Giants now. I think it's a good bet, and we'll talk about that a little bit later when we get to our upset watch for week 14. But my other best bets on the board right now that I'm looking at, I haven't locked in all of these, but here's where I am. Cleveland plus six against Cincinnati. This line's out of control, absolutely yeah. out of control. You have Deshaun, who looked absolutely terrible against Houston last week. Cincinnati has looked phenomenal. I think they're 10-1 and one against the spread in their last 11 games. Joe Burrow looks great. They look like a team that's rolling. They could end up being the number one seed in the AFC. However, go look at Joe Burrow against the Browns. It's just a bad matchup. He's 0-4 all time against them. I'm not saying the Browns are going to win this game, but plus six is outrageous. So give me the Browns all day there. Detroit minus two. I think everybody in our community, in the gambling community, has already bet the Lions this week. 
there's a reason. We're trying to actively fade the Minnesota Vikings this season and for the rest of the season, 5.2 yards per play, 6.0 yards per play against. That is the worst differential of any team that has started the, the, the season 10-2. and two. And also their point differential is insane. The Vikings should have lost last week to the Jets. I think that they lose this week to the Lions, who, quite frankly, I think they're a better team. I just think the Lions are a better team than the Minnesota Vikings right now. The Vikings keep pulling it out of our ass. Maybe they will continue to do that the rest of the season. But guess what? I'm going to keep fading them the rest of the way through. Their expected win by Pythag right now is 6.2 wins. That is the greatest differential in the NFL this season. Fade the Vikings the rest of the year. The other two that I have on the board, you mentioned one of them. Baltimore, I actually bought it up to three. This game is always a field goal game. Either way, it doesn't matter who's starting, who's playing for either team. Tyler Huntley is capable of running this offense like we saw at the end of last season. I don't think the Steelers should be favored by three versus anybody at this point, especially given the fact that it is a divisional team in the Baltimore Ravens with a still a very elite defense. I like the under in that game as well. Last one on the board. This is the gross one of the week, but got to do it. Denver Broncos plus 10, hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. No! No! Jason, no! Got to do it. Got to to do it. Everybody wants to bet the Kansas City Chiefs off a loss. They're going to sleepwalk through this game. Denver has an elite defense. You're playing at mile high. It's a difficult place to play. I know Mahomes' record. Look, he's like... 35 and over or whatever and or 35 and one in December and, and November. Yeah. You know what his record against the spread is? It's like 17, 18, and one. He's not elite at covering these spreads, especially big numbers. Give me the Denver Broncos at plus 10. I know it's gross. I don't want to watch the game at all. I'm just trying to win you folks some money. Yeah, I'm so here's the thing too about the Kansas City Chiefs is they are like not good at covering the spread at home. I don't have the number in front of me, but a couple of weeks ago I think they had still yet to cover one they probably covered at this point at least one of their home games but they just don't cover the spread at home this season for whatever reason it is I don't hate it but I just I'm not I am not doing it I am so anti Broncos and Russell Wilson I think that this defense is going to give up on this team very shortly and we're going to see them stop trying because it's like what for what fair enough fair enough uh I will say this per action network 27 percent of the bets and 56% of the money is on the Broncos in this game, and this line has come down to nine in most places. So I'm telling you, if you can get the nine and a half, it's a nice little number. Everybody's going to try and tease this down if it gets to nine to three. Don't do that. I'm just telling you the Broncos are going to be feisty in this game. All right, why don't we move over to best matchups of NFL Week 14. What game catches your eye? Which game do you just want to sit in front of the TV and just eat up all game because I got a couple that I'm looking forward to. Okay, luckily I'm going to one of the games that I want to watch, and that is the Minnesota Vikings at Four Field. Um, I think this is going to be a good game. I've actually so I've already bet on the Lions, but here's my thing: my mind is starting to be like, was that a good choice? Because I think that you, there's something to this team that they just keep fucking pulling out wins and it's like you I don't know if I can bet against them to lose this game um I think the Vikings could end up winning by a field goal the Vikings are 9-0 in games decided by eight points or less while the Lions in the same situation are two and five 
um, with the way that the Vikings games have played out, they probably will find themselves in that situation. But I just think this is an awesome star-studded matchup between these two teams, which is hilarious because we're talking about Kirk versus Goff. But there's so many weapons here that I want to see. So I'm, I'm interested how this team is going to match up. Um, Minnesota beat the Lions earlier this season. I think this will be a high-scoring game, too. It should be, very, it should be a very good matchup. The Minnesota Vikings have scored 289 points this season. They have allowed 279 points this season. That is a plus 10 differential. They are eight games over 500. That is insane. I'm telling you, I'm looking at this sheet that I do right now, which is my uh, Pythag expectations and differentials. Expected wins, 6.26. The biggest differential in the NFL, minus 3.74. The next closest team in terms of negative differential is the Philadelphia Eagles at minus 2.21. They're a game and a half over the other. It is insane. But, but for that reason, given the segment we're doing, the Minnesota Vikings have had some of our favorite games this entire season have been the Minnesota Vikings games. Like, they're fun games because of that, because they're so close. These poor Minnesota Vikings fans, like, I, I pray to God this team doesn't go to the Super Bowl because people will die of heart attacks. Like, it will not be – Okay, like people will be so stressed out that people will end up in the hospital because this team cannot do anything but keep it close. It's absurd. Do you want to know the hot take? I should probably save this, but I'm going to go back to it anyway. The Minnesota Minnesota Vikings will lose in the first round of the playoffs and they will lose by 10 plus points. Okay. I don't care who they're playing. That's a hot take. It's not? No, because they're not winning that much and now they're going to face a probably a, be- a better team than them, maybe face a team that they've already seen this season with the way that this season is playing out and the NFC is bizarre. But I don't know how hot take take you that is. All right. Well, maybe I'll have to make it even spicier. Come play Later on, Joey. Joey will probably think it's a hot take. Uh, my two favorite games. So that was on my list of favorite games of the week. But my other two favorites that I want to talk about, Tampa Bay at San Francisco and then also Miami and the Chargers. We'll save the Miami Chargers one for the end when we do our Sunday Night Football mm-hmm. preview. But let's talk about Tampa Bay. In San Francisco right now. It's Brocktober in December, baby. I am all in on Mr. Irrelevant Brocktober. They're calling him Big Cock Brock. I was going to say it. (laughs) Couldn't be any more in on that. Come on. Big Dick Nick, Big Cock Brock. I'm all in on this. Like, I give me, give me Brock all day. Tampa Bay stinks. They still stink. And the 49ers defense rocks. Like, they don't even need – you know what's crazy about this team, and I just stopped you from your spiel? It's like they only need average quarterback play to still make a great playoff run. Like, if not even make it to the freaking – like, they don't need much because that defense is so good. All you need to do is be able to execute exactly what Kyle Shanahan asks of you. Get the ball to Debo Samuel, Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, and George Kittle and let them do their thing. The entire offense is designed on yards after the catch and explosive plays. You don't have to do that much. You're not going to be asked to throw the ball down the field. You can do exactly what Jimmy G does. If you do it a little bit worse than him, you're still going to be fine. This defense, as you saw last week against Miami, other than the first play of the game, has been absolutely elite. You're right, this Tampa Bay offense stinks. They got lucky at the end of the Saints game, scoring two touchdowns late when the Saints pretty much gave it away. I would say that they were tanking, but their pick goes to the Eagles, so not really. They just stink. Um Short week for Tampa. They have to fly across the country. San Francisco gets to stay home. Seems like a really good matchup for San Francisco at minus three and a half. I'm hoping I see a three out here. Three is definitely a bet for me on San Francisco. Three and a half 
probably is. Obviously, you should always be concerned about Tom Brady going up against a rookie. However, and this goes into our next segment, why don't we talk a little bit about the science experiment Let's angle here? All right. So, so the science experiment is in full effect in, I would say, two games this week. Number one being Brock Purdy against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the second yeah. one, I guess we could throw in Tyler Huntley here. Still counts. Baltimore Ravens. Still counts. Okay. So let's start yeah. with Brock Purdy in the science experiment. I'm going to let you have the floor here. We love it. Listen, this is the thing. We see this happen time and time again. And this is why I will tell you now that I'm worried about Mike White this week. So we can get to that at some point is it does fade off. But what what tape do we have on Brock Purdy? Like, you don't have tape on Brock Purdy. Iowa State don't. versus TCU 2019, baby. Yeah, that's – see, but, not, but no one's going back that far. It's Mr. Irrelevant. Um, I also don't – I don't trust the coaching staff in Tampa Bay. I don't know what the hell that game plan was against the New Orleans Saints. Um, I think that they're going to really struggle. And I think we saw – Brock Purdy do enough. Like, he did more than enough. Actually exceeded expectations. Um, I- I'm excited to see this game. I'm surprised the number isn't maybe a little bit different here when I saw this open. But, again, we talked about this. I think Tampa is in trouble here against this defense. We saw even Miami. that my- They held Miami to 17 points. Now you want to go against Tampa Bay's very – like, at this point, I hate even saying this word, but kind of sedated offense. Like, there's nothing sexy about it. I kind of like this game to be low scoring here. Um, but, yeah, I think Brock Purdy gets it done. He's he. I think he can do enough to, to beat this team. Okay, so let's talk about this a little bit further. So the small science experiment basically says a new quarterback or backup quarterback in his first week and maybe his second week there's yeah. value on betting on because there's not enough tape. First and start, the, too. What? It's his first, first start. start. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this applies to Brock Purdy and Tyler Huntley this week. Basically, the theory is no one has tape on them. We're going to bet on them early. And then at some point, we're going to fade against them. This is where the Mike White corollary comes in here. Yes. Which is, I'll, I'll let you have the floor again, but Mike White is in his third start. You saw he didn't, he didn't finish – well, last week he did not cover. Now we're in a position where, okay, you're going up to Buffalo. Can the Jets cover this number uh, plus nine number? Yeah, and listen, I, the books don't respect Mike White the way that everyone else does, I, and I don't respect Mike White either. I think what Mike White has done is awesome, and it's fun, and it's flashy. And but let's like talk about the fact he only completed fifty four percent of his passes and he had two interceptions last game. Like you saw that come out. I think I said this on last week's show. He, if he was made to be the starting quarterback, he would have started week one. He's a backup quarterback in the NFL. That's that's what he is. It's going to be what he remains to be. I don't believe you know. And I could see this end up being on like freezing cold takes or whatever that is in a couple in a couple of months if I'm wrong. But I just don't think that Mike White can go into Buffalo and beat them. 42% of the bets and 86% of the money per action network is coming in on the Buffalo Bills. Not a real surprise there. Yeah. Um, I, I get what you're saying. I do think there is something to Mike White in that his teammates really do seem to respect him. Like Garrett Wilson like saying winning. that. They like winning is what they like. I think they also like getting the ball thrown to them. Like, yeah. Zach Wilson wasn't throwing them the ball. Garrett Wilson, even like Elijah Moore, seems more engaged now. He's yeah. like, oh, 
I'll go to war with Mike White. Yeah, no shit, because he throws you the I fucking mean, ball. Wilson's a, a twerp. Like, no one lo- like I could have guessed that. And you're playing in New York. Like Mike White just has sweat. Again, like I sound like a, I love Mike White. Like I wish him the I think it'd be sweet. If this ends up being a Cinderella story, I love it all day. Um, but this does start to fade off when, you know, teams can get their eyes on them, kind of see what they can do to shake him up. I think that Buffalo can be one of those teams. What is it? Is it nine and a half yet? Or is it still, yeah. is it nine? Yeah, it's nine a lot. Half. That's a lot against Buffalo to cover. I don't know. I think they could keep it within a touchdown. It, it, I could see them covering, but I don't think that they're going to win for the second time this year against the Bills. And remember, this is a little bit of a Bills revenge factor yes. against the Jets for having lost in New York earlier this season. And Buffalo seems to be rolling despite the fact that Von Miller is now out for the year with the Tornacio. And the Bills' last game at home was their loss to the Vikings. There's something else. Like, they want to win this game. I think they're going to try to also prove they don't need Von Miller at all um, to continue to be dominant. So I, I like the Bills a lot in this situation. All right, why don't we move on? We'll go to our Sunday night football preview. The Miami Dolphins minus three at the Los Angeles Chargers. This number at DraftKings for the total is 52. Like you said that you mentioned earlier that you bet the over in this game. The line is actually at DraftKings crept up to three and a half, which is exactly Mm. what I wanted to talk about. All right, so I'll give you the floor first. What do you think about this matchup? Who do you think is going to come out and win this game? Yeah, I mean, I would be surprised. I would be surprised if the Chargers win this game. I think that Miami very much comes in and says, fuck you guys. We're going to show everyone how dominant this offense can be since they're coming off of a little bit of a disappointing week. I'm sure they're itching to get right. I think the Chargers are a nice get right spot. Um, I think Chargers will stay in this game, but at some point it's going to take a turn where Miami starts to dominate probably. This has been probably the most difficult game for me to handicap this week. Yeah, second, it is. Sec- the second bet that I made this week, so the first one I made was the New York Giants, and then I bet the Dolphins early on in the week. And I'm beginning to think that I am going to buy out of that position. And here's why. Miami's getting a lot of public money right now. No surprise, the public absolutely loves Miami in the story, in this offense, and Tyree Kill. We also saw that offense completely exposed last week against the San Francisco 49ers, the first good team that they have played in months. The Dolphins are also not as desperate as the Chargers are. Yeah. The Dolphins need to win, but they're 8-4. and four. They can afford a loss. The Chargers 6-6. Six and six. This is a loser-leaves-town match for them in this game on Sunday Night Football. You could throw out the Herbert and Tua stuff and them being competitive against one another. I don't think that that matters. I was waiting for this hook on the Chargers at three and a half. I think at three and a half, this is a really, really good bet. Miami is still going to be without their left tackle and their right tackle in this game. You saw how much that mattered last week. Joey Bosa will not be back, but they still have Khalil Mack. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, like you said, but this Dolphins defense is atrocious. Let's just remember, they they gave up 27 points to the San Francisco 49ers last week offensively with Brock Purdy at quarterback. Jimmy G went out early in that game. And they still got smoked. Yeah. Mike Williams could be back for this game for the Chargers, which completely changes the dynamic of their offense. I think there's a really good chance that the Chargers are super desperate in this game and win outright. But the plus three and a half as the hook, 
That is really, really okay, important. Okay. Let me get my phone. Uh, I like it. That's why I only bet on the total in this game because in the back of my mind, there is a very realistic world too where the Chargers win this game. And I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think that you bring up some really good points. Like the Dolphins aren't as desperate right now. The Chargers are like this. And the Chargers have been getting a lot of heat from myself, from the media, from everyone else. Well, they've been terrible. Yeah, and and rightfully so, right? So there's a reason why they're getting the heat that they are. If you can beat Miami, maybe people shut up a little bit too. I, I think there's a really good chance. I'm just telling you, I think this number will end at three. But there's a three and a half in the marketplace right now. That is the number you like want to bet. I don't think this reaches four. So three and a half is the buy point on the Chargers. All right, let's get to Monday Night Football. We have the New England Patriots heading to Arizona. The Patriots are currently favored by one and a half points. Little extra juice on the Arizona Cardinals. 24% of the bets and 34% of the money is on Arizona in this game. An intriguing matchup. I Arizona usually a team that you want to fade later in the season. However, coming off of a bye, maybe something going on for them. They have an extra day to prepare here. DeAndre Hopkins and Marquise Brown, both completely healthy. Maybe Kyler got his head right. The New England Patriots have traditionally struggled with running quarterbacks. You saw what Justin Fields was able to do to them on Monday Night Football early in the season. I think there's a chance that they completely unleash Kyler Murray's running abilities in this game. An extra week to rest that hamstring. I'd be a little concerned if I were the Patriots. Oh, I like the, I like Arizona outright. They're one of my favorite dogs. I don't care. Um, I think Arizona off a of bye. I think Arizona has Kyler. And again, like historically, they just do struggle against these running quarterbacks. And it's been a little bit since we've seen one of those super dynamic performances. Since Kyler Murray, I could see him just going complete video game mode in a good sense, not a bad sense. Um, And New England didn't look great against Buffalo at all. I don't know why. And again, that is Buffalo. And I I recognize that Arizona's D has not also not looked great, but I like the under 44 in this game, but I like Arizona. I think outright to win this game. I like it too, which actually brings us probably to our last point for the podcast, NFL week 14 betting preview. What is our upset special of the week, our super dog of the week, if you will? Which two teams are you looking forward to maybe pulling a big upset in week 14? Gosh, I need to stop doing this, but I can't. Okay, I like the Giants this week to pull the upset out. I don't really care. Um, Again, and you talk about this later in the season, the Eagles can afford this L too. Like they don't necessarily need to win this game. It's not that serious. Like, so I I think that the Giants, if their defense can play the way they have, if they can control the clock, if Dable and Kafka cannot can call a better game than they did and they can get Saquon going and they continue to get weapons back that they've been missing. You saw Aziz Ojolari back, the difference that just him back alone made. Um, I think this team is also, they're fighting. They know that they just tied and it's probably next week. They're probably playing against the commanders who they just tied with for their playoff spot. Um, It would be nice to get this win this week. Uh, So I like the New York giants. I also like Baltimore. I just like them straight up. I I think that this is a little bit, I guess, of a Kool-Aid game too. I know Kenny Pickett continues to, he's showing strides and showing why they did draft him where they did. And they're running the ball effectively finally, but I think 
that was also against a different team than Baltimore. Baltimore still has a better defense than a lot of teams that the Steelers have played. Uh, and the Steelers, right? So they're trying to hold off Tomlin's first losing season. But can they hand them an L? I think they can hand them an L. I'm on Team Huntley. I love it. And then maybe Arizona would be my last one there. So I am fully on board with you. Actually, I wrote down three teams, and two of them are Baltimore and the Giants. I think both of those teams can pull out the up, the outright upset. And the third one we just talked about, I'll go with the Chargers. Yep. The money line dog of the week. I also think one game that we haven't talked about that I think could get, like, a little spicy. I'll throw this one out there. Why not? The Carolina Panthers as a money line dog? <laughs> yes. I, I just think that there's a chance. Look, I, I'm I'm probably going to end up talking myself into betting on Seattle because 12th man and Sam Darnold going in there and absolutely shitting his pants. But there's a chance. The, the Seahawks are in a real slide right now. Uh, I know that they won last week, but it, it got a little dicey there against the Rams. Carolina's defense is really, really good. Uh, so I think there's a chance that perhaps Carolina can throw out an upset here. And if that kind of correlates with the Giants winning, because if the Giants win and the Seahawks lose, that starts to make things real spicy. Then the, maybe the Giants are starting to really hold on for dear life in the NFC here. So I like it. <laughs> There's this little nugget in the back of my head that remembers that the Seahawks always lose a random game at home where you're like, what the fuck? How did they lose that game? And the game yes. that I have in the back of my head is the New York Giants winning like 41 to 12 with Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that game, I swear, everything changed. I feel like I bring up that game like at least twice a month because uh, it's one of my one of my prouder moments as a Giants fan because we had so much history. Yeah. The Seahawks were fair about like nine and a half points in that game. Yeah. They just got absolutely run. Yeah. That game always is sitting in the back of my head when we get to this part of the season and the Seahawks are a little bit too hyped up. I think there's a chance that Carolina at plus 170 could come in here and win this game. But again, our three no favorites. Kenneth Walker. I, what? Right? No, no Kenneth Walker? Walker? That's Probably big. not, yeah. So <laughs> the teams that we're looking at for our, our underdog plays of the week will be Baltimore, the Giants, the Chargers, the Cardinals, and the Panthers. Maybe we'll put that into a money line round robin parlay on the show with Joey coming up tomorrow. That's it for the NFL Week 14 betting preview with me and Steph Smalls. Good luck. Let's make some money this week. We will talk to you guys soon. See ya. Yeah.